Apology. My name is Chase Davis, and I am your host. We're going to do a standalone episode today, and the topic of the day is sympathy versus empathy. Sympathy versus empathy. The reason I want to talk about this is uh, my friend Matt, who I uh, work at the well with, made a post on Facebook yesterday, and he's been doing this uh, quite a bit recently where he's asking questions, just general questions, open-ended questions, just to get people talking, to uh, to try to show that the platform uh, has some redemptive qualities, although most of it is uh, is ridiculous. Um, there's some ways that it can be used to further conversation and connection with other people. And so um, if you pay attention with uh, with Matt and I online, which, uh, you know, may God have mercy on your soul if you're if you're online in the first place. And then if you have to uh, be subjected to uh, to Twitter or Facebook, um, sometimes I'll say a thought and Matt will will either uh, post it somewhere else in a different way, his own words, and we'll kind of riff off each other online. So it's an interesting uh, dynamic we've got going on there, kind of like we do in the pulpit a little bit. But yesterday he posted about uh, sympathy versus empathy. And so this is a really important question, I think. It's uh, pertinent for the time of year we're in, where we're going to see family over the holidays. Um, and really the holidays, uh, when, when I'm recording this, um, it's about to be Christmas next week. And those can be times of, you know, sadness for some people, loss, reflection on on who's no longer at that table with you. And so it can be challenging to um, to relate to other people during that season. Maybe there's people at that table who you, you don't really want to see, who have hurt you or you've hurt them and you feel guilty about it. And so connecting to people and relating to people in a healthy way is a really crucial aspect of anyone's life, but particularly Christianity. Christianity offers resources uh, an abundance for navigating complex relational dynamics. And so um, I think it's a really pertinent topic to bring up this time of year, particularly, but any time of year, sympathy and empathy are uh, kind of crucial ideas that that you may want to have sorted out before you get in those scenarios where you see that person and gosh, you, you just have no, uh, you know, no love for that person. That's a really challenging place to be as a Christian. What do you do when you see someone that's hurt you and you feel either betrayed, abandoned, hurt, and you don't have sympathy? In fact, um, you you don't wish well for them. Um, that's a really complex dynamic. Um, thankfully, if you ever want to explore more of that terrain, you can go to God's Word. You can look at the Psalms and you can see David and other people reflecting on that reality. But I think it's a really important topic for all of us to address. What's been happening in our culture, 2021, is that sympathy has been quietly uh, being replaced with the word empathy as the kind of preeminent uh kind of go-to relational way to connect with others. And sympathy has almost been taking up not just a backseat, but it's seen as a calloused, dirty word that if you have sympathy for someone, you don't actually care. Uh, It's an odd development. Um, This has really been uh, accelerated by kind of the thinking and writing of Brene Brown. And and this is not a podcast against Brene Brown. Uh, I, I could do that in some ways, but Brene Brown, I've actually benefited from her work and we've used her leadership book um, on our staff at the well, and we found it helpful. Um, and so she's, she's written a lot and produced videos on empathy versus sympathy. Um, she has kind of a notorious Ted talk she gave, uh, about vulnerability. So she talks about the importance of vulnerability and leadership. So there's some interesting principles that she puts out that I think could be helpful. Um, and I, I've kind of laundered some of those ideas in my own uh, ministry and my own thinking, and uh, and they've been helpful for me for a while just to get me thinking. 
Um, but but this episode will be a bit of a pushback on the dynamic she lays out, particularly in one video. It's not even her. It's some kind of cartoon character video um, that she put out. And and recently, this has also been a topic of conversation in kind of the Christian world specifically. I think Brene Brown is is uh, considers herself part of that world, but particularly within conservative Christianity. Um, there's someone named Joe Rigney and Doug Wilson. A lot of people have heard Doug Wilson. You'll get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, diametrically opposed opinions on on Wilson and what's going on up there in uh, Moscow, Idaho. But Rigney was talking with Wilson about empathy, and I think it was on Man Rampant, a, a kind of a production they do up there. And they were talking about the differences between the two, and really they were being uh, taken to task for what they were postulating on there. And so I thought I'd kind of offer some, not commentary on that video, not even commentary on Brene Brown, but kind of some some things that I've been reflecting on as I've read Brene, I've kind of listened to their episode, and I've kind of been reading uh, stuff on modern individualism, modern expressive individualism, and it's reconsidering my own understanding of empathy versus sympathy. Um, and so I kind of wanted to get into the difference between the two. They're, they're obviously two different words, Empathy and sympathy are two different words. And so I think it's important that uh, we acknowledge that some people are going to hear me even critiquing the word empathy as uh, unempathetic, as unsympathetic. They're going to hear it as uncaring. Um, most people, uh, at least in my circles, what, what's happening is sympathy is being considered to be uncaring and unloving, as if you don't actually want to help people. You don't actually don't you don't want to get involved with their lives or their pain. And so that's the way the uh, the false dilemma has been laid before a lot of people. And so as soon as someone, like on this episode where I'm going to push kind of against empathy, they're going to hear that and they're immediately going to go like, well, typical Chase, he doesn't care about people, which is not true. Um, but that's why why they would make that conclusion. If you critique empathy and you kind of endorse sympathy, which is I'm kind of giving away where I'm going to land, um, they're going to hear that in a certain way in today's climate. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that up front. I'm not unaware of that dynamic or how that's going to land on people. Um, if if people want to retain the verbiage they're most comfortable with, I, you know, that's their choice, I guess. But I, I want to push against it, and here's why. I think Christians should be sympathetic. I think Christians should be the most sympathetic people. Why? Because Christ is sympathetic with us. Uh, all, all throughout the New Testament, we see a sympathetic Christ. That word isn't used to describe him often. Hebrews 4.15 um, describes Christ as one who can sympathize with us in our weaknesses. And so we have a God who is sympathetic with us. Um, and so this idea of sympathy is actually a very Christian biblical idea. The idea is that you are with someone in their pain. And this is kind of the entomological difference when you look at the root words and you go back to kind of how the words developed. Sympathy means being beside, sympa, sympa um, kind of that prefix means with. And so it's being with someone in their feelings, being with someone in their pain. Empathy means being in that feeling with them. Uh, that's the difference between the two prefixes. So empathy is in it. Sympathy is with it. Now, th those prepositions actually matter a lot because how you relate to people in their pain matters a lot. Um, we live in a culture where uh, we kind of have a, a victim mentality for a lot of people. They're attracted to kind of victim status. And so the idea of kind of resonating with someone's pain is a very powerful and culturally significant kind of uh, compulsion. Uh, 
And so we we have this desire to be in people's pain rather than just alongside people's pain. I, I heard it put kind of the difference between, um, you know, going out into the water to help somebody who's drowning, um, kind of like in a riptide. Um, if you're not a strong swimmer, um, even if you are a strong swimmer, I, I was caught in a riptide one time when I was overseas. And it's a terrifying thing. All of a sudden, I'm being dragged out into the current, and I can't swim fast enough on the surfboard to get back to land. And so I had to wait for help, and somebody who was a strong swimmer came and got me um, and dragged me. It was very emasculating, to be frank, because um, you know I, I couldn't help myself. I needed somebody to come rescue me. And so I, I, there is some imagery there that that somebody a lot of a lot of times you need somebody to go out and get you and bring you back. But the difference is that let's use that analogy. Let's use uh, my experience as a kind of an illustration for the two differences. The difference is that when someone came and got me, they were with me and they brought me back to shore. Empathy, in my understanding, oftentimes lends itself to, I'm going to get on the surfboard with you that you're already stuck on, and then I'm going to try to rescue you. Well, there's there's not enough room on that surfboard for the both of us, and that's not going to work really well if you try to get on that board with me. And this is where I think a lot of people, they like the idea of empathy because it has this idea of like, my pain is unique to me. You cannot understand my pain because I am my own person. And so if you express, I know how that feels. Well, you're assuming you know my story and everything about me and everything about the relational dynamic. And so in our modern age, we worship individualism. And so people attach very closely their pain to their individual kind of identity, if you will. And so people want uh, empathy and they want people kind of this almost, I would call it enmeshed relational connection where it's not just, Hey man, I'm really sorry you're going through that. They want you to like get in it with them. They want you to get in kind of their identity with them and then validate their identity through their pain. And I think that's where empathy lends itself to a lot of time instead of uh, sympathy where it's like I'm with you in it and I'm here to help you out of it and I'm here to kind of walk you through it empathy lends itself to uh, kind of this self uh, this commiserating this wallowing at least as I've seen it played out now uh, I think a lot of people are actually just being sympathetic when they use the word uh, when they would probably prefer the word empathy um, I would just say they're being sympathetic people which is a good uh, Christ-like attitude um, and so they may be defensive of the word empathy because they view that as more caring. I would just point them back to God's word where the word sympathy is used to describe Christ. The word empathy is one that our culture is very attached to right now. And I think it comes from kind of a Gnostic project, um, meaning the diminishment of the material world, the highlight of the immaterial world. And you've got kind of this expressive individualism going on in our modern world where you've got kind of this, this closely held identity where it's about me and who, how I can express myself and who I am and what defines me because we have no, uh, we have no definition culturally and materially like to the people we are born with, to the family we're in, to the nation we're in, to our, to, to the location we're in. We're now in favor of kind of transnational identities, immaterial identities. And so we become subject to these Gnostic ideas where it's about, who I think I am more than who I actually am. Um, and so empathy becomes this thing where it's like, I need you to validate how I feel. And if you don't validate how I feel, then you're denying my very identity. And 
by denying my identity, you're denying my very personhood. This is where it gets in kind of the cultural waters where you'll see people who they'll say, if you don't endorse either my sexual identity or whatever it is, you're denying me my personhood. And that's, that's an expressive individualism idea. And that's why I think empathy can be such a, uh, uh, vulnerable place for people to go. Um, and not necessarily a good way. It can be a weakness that can be, uh, exposed and, and used by people who want Christians to endorse certain, uh, choices that people make. And so they want to, uh, really get people to, to really identify with their identity. And so empathy is a lot of times used to say, if you don't endorse how I feel about this, uh, either how I'm oppressed or how I'm trying to express myself, then you're diminishing my very personhood. Then you don't value me as a person. And so that that's often uh, where this conversation goes. Um, and you see this all the time, uh, whether it's with uh, issues related to transgenderism or anything like that, where it's if you don't endorse and if you don't empathize with me in my pain, my suffering, my woundedness, whatever it may be, then you're denying me um, completely. This gets really tricky as a Christian, um, tricky in the sense of like it runs contrary to God's word. Because when you look to God's word, well, shoot, there's a lot of things about me personally that that uh, that runs contrary to God's ways. That's what makes me a sinner is that I, I it's not only that I sin, but I am a sinner. I am, I, that is my identity apart from Christ. And so if... I run contrary to God's ways. I should not, those should not be validated as justified identities. Those should actually be repented of. And instead of being empathetic with those identities, we should turn from them and we should turn to the mercy of God. Not as if we can save ourselves. We should turn to the mercy of God and look to the sympathy of Christ who is with us and brings us out of our sin through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension today. And I think that's where the, the heart of the matter comes down where it's, it's like a, a, a very slight difference in vocabulary, but it's a very significant soteriological difference into how you minister to people, how you share the gospel with people. Because I think empathy prevents us from ultimately calling people out of their identities and out of their pain into something greater, into hope in Christ, into repentance and belief in Jesus Christ. Sympathy is being with someone in their feelings. Sympathy is a good thing. It's a very Christ-like thing. We should be sympathetic people. We should be able to see people who are hurting, even people if we don't know why they're hurting or everything they experienced, we should be able to go like, hey, that stinks. Like when we see somebody crying over something, we should be able to sympathize. But empathy is being in those feelings with that person. One leads to transformation. Sympathy can lead to transformation. Empathy tends to lead to a bunch of codependency, idolatry, and delusion, and self-delusion at that. You know, a great example of this is, um, is when you think about um, sympathizing with people who are hurting, well, some people who are hurting um, are hurting because they have evil desires. And so we shouldn't empathize with them. I think, you know, uh, if we were to use an extreme example of, let's just use, I, I, I typically use World War II because at this point, it's become such a easy black and white category for people, even though history is less black and white. But let's use an example from World War II and let's think of a Nazi soldier. Okay, let's think of a Nazi soldier. And this guy is mad and sad that he cannot kill more Jews. Well, 
we should not empathize with him. In fact, we should not even sympathize with him. We should um, call him to repentance and faith, and we should prevent him from acting on those impulses and desires. And I think that's kind of a, a key difference because um, empathy, if we have a culture of empathy, it leads us to have to identify with those people. I think you see this in stories and movies recently in the last, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 years, where you kind of have this celebration of the villain. You have this kind of, we want to see the humanity of the villain. And so you have a lot of backstories that are often geared towards showing you the humanity of villains in order to get you to empathize with them so that you can see why they're doing what they're doing. Because if you can see why they're doing what they're doing, you're less likely to judge them in a condemnatory manner. And I think it's a really dangerous cultural direction we've taken. Um, we become kind of enslaved to the feelings of others. And so I think that's a word that that I think there can be some redemptive qualities. I'm not saying if you use it, you're in sin. I'm not saying anything like that. In fact, I bet a lot of my friends probably disagree with me on this matter. That's totally fine. My point is that there's a lot of danger in importing to uh, to the Bible words that just aren't there. Um, we obviously have a lot of words that uh, are in the Bible theologically, like Trinity, perichoretic relationship, a lot of a lot of theological terms. But I'm just trying to highlight a danger with this particular word, empathy. Not so that people become less caring or sympathetic, but so that they care in a biblical way. Um, any word that we kind of throw back into the Bible, we should we should do so with a uh, with a degree of caution. Um, uh, there's an, another word today, uh, like solidarity, like um, that that word is a very very loaded word in our day, and so a lot of people, in in an effort to be caring and sympathetic, and even empathetic at times, um, I would say empathetic more more likely than not. Uh, they'll use a word like solidarity because we need to stand in solidarity with certain people groups. Well, okay, you know that that's an interesting experiment as a Christian. I, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not going to just you know buy into that concept without looking to God's word first and without examining it to prove. Okay, maybe there's aspects of that word and that concept where yeah, there's there's some things that have correlations in the Bible. But man, I think that that over 50% of the kind of solidarity idea maybe maybe not Christian. And so I just want us to be a bit more cautious. This is almost a, a public warning to myself because I kind of bought the empathy sympathy dichotomy and it's a false dichotomy um, back in the day. And so I just wanted to uh, to kind of like, hey, you know, I I think I've tried to grow in wisdom and how we adopt these terminologies and particularly false dilemmas really bother me. And so anytime I see somebody setting up these kind of false choices, uh, it, it irks me. And so this is kind of an episode just to kind of publicly say like, hey, this is how I'm thinking on these issues. Um, and really during this time of year, Chris, Christmas is a time for sympathy because Christ came incarnate, the Son of God incarnate, the Messiah, the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, came as a baby and he sympathized with us and he became the creator, entered the creation uh, without diminishing his authority and, and Godhood, um, his divinity. And so the incarnation is a sympathetic act. And so Christmas time is a time for sympathy. It's a time for sympathy with, 
with welcoming people at the table, with welcoming people to Christmas Eve, by reaching out to those who are lonely and hurting. We should be very sympathetic during this time of year because there's a lot of people who are hurting. There's a lot of people who are hurting in our world. Sympathy can be one of the chief ways we uh, share the gospel with other people, that we share life with other people, that we relate to other people well. And so what's important in that is we are with people in their pain. We are with people in their pain. We are not in their pain with them. We are not trying to validate their pain uh, to validate their personhood or identity, but we are with people. And so I just wanted to encourage you today to be sympathetic like Christ is sympathetic. Um, so yeah, hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Um, I, I trust God that it will be uh, used in a variety of ways to be helpful, and we will try to touch base soon.